Pretty people. We have a special guest with us today. It's Super been special guest. The sand is already scrolling. Let's not lose time about it. I've Jorge Starman Funk. It's a honor. Nice to have you here with us. Thank you guys. Same, same. Welcome to our because... studio. The last time you've been here, Cheers, dude. the place was under construction. We had the scaffolding. We entered through the. There was no the plastic place. cover. There was no place. There was indeed. no place. This is. There was only people. The fucking yeah. time flies, dude. Yes. So yes. you must have been here pre-May. End of May. End of May. End of May. So we didn't move in until June. Well, we had the construction work, but when we were doing the construction, all the scaffolding were on. Oh, yeah. So fuck. we had to sneak in. The place was dusty and dirty, and yeah. now it's. We had, wall, we had our walls up, the divider walls up, or no? No, there was. It was I, empty space. Only it was like the metal part, maybe the metallic. Uh, the frame. The framing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was fuck, nothing. Man. The studs, the metal studs. It's crazy. Yeah. This is the Shenzhen Speed. Shenzhen Speed. Dude. <laughs> this, this is something out of context <laughs> in this planet. Amazing! Amazing! So yeah. I've known Starman, I wouldn't say like as a personal friend, but I've known him for maybe over eight years, nine, yeah. seven, eight, seven, eight years. I think like nine years. Yeah, It's been, it's been a long time. And Starman yeah. was, um, when I met him, he was kind of in the, the local Shenzhen graffiti scene. <laughs> and I think the first time that I actually met you, was when I did an event in Lohu. It was like an anniversary event for my party, and I and I purchased a bunch of canvases. Oh yeah, and I invited I a bunch of graffiti artists and painters to like paint while the party was going on. I had DJ and band and shit like that. Yeah, and you're outside painting this beautiful. It was like a man's face or maybe a woman's face. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. but anyways. I think that was the first time in, in, in that party space, it was a brief meeting, but I've always been a big fan of your artwork and your style and your dedication to arts. And uh, it's, I'm very honored to have you with us today, man. Thanks, man. It's like same for me. I, uh, yeah, it's just it's my work, it's my passion, but I, I saw you as well, like growing from the events and what you're building right now. Me and my friends, you know, we have this community of designers and we are right. so fan of your work as well. Like what you're doing for the community, for China, giving voice to the artists, designers, the community of foreigners in China and merging the locals with the, with the foreigners, right? So building the new city. Thank you guys for what you're doing in behalf of all who live here as well. That's uh, Thanks. amazing. You, yeah, you give me pleasure. goosebumps. I mean, I think we are on the same boat in the sense of... Uh, what brought us to China and what made us stay in China is because we could pursue our passion, yes. right? And uh, I guess that this is the main driver that whoever of us that is in this creative sector in, in, in China, if you don't have that passion behind you, trigger the thing, and if you don't want to have fun by doing it, there's no way you're going to be able to absolutely. stay here. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. And um, so we are happy for the support, but as well, we are happy for trying our best to make things happen. As we always say, there's a lot of 
people, I mean, you, you mentioned changing speed. Here, things are happening so fast that at least 80% of the people that I know that have been living in Shenzhen for a long time, they always tell me, I was supposed to be here a couple of months, things happen so fast, and now then boom. Here, 10 years, <laughs> yeah. and boom. Yes. Right? And then they are doing so cool shit and stuff, but there's not yet that kind of cultural layer for like promoting or talking about it. And either we meet randomly drinking or we meet ourselves in boring events. There's not like that kind of platform or support yet into yeah. telling these stories and uh, people like you and many others that we met around, we know, like we talk to them, you're doing so cool stuff. And how comes I don't know about it? You know, it's uh, like, right, you know, <laughs> so I mean, like, let's the, just like talk Sh about it. Shenzhen's the city of the future and there's so many like not not even from like the the just the foreigner side like this there's many foreigners doing like a amazing thing here but like there's many people let's just say people fucking people, doing yeah. the, the 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 most fucking unimaginable fucking futuristic shit that you can think of right here in this city that we live in right now successfully successfully like, like not not like trying and it's not that is not happening anywhere else in the world no way man no way you know like this is the place and you know what you is know? the other thing you say foreigners but what about like all, also like all the chinese people no but that's is, my point like, it's it not is just very difficult like to you know? to kind of bridge that gap right yes so we try to give um voice to all of them like 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 now as i as i told you when we, when we talked three months ago that we had this idea about doing something in our gallery uh trying to bring like art quality on a on a monthly basis uh, we were telling you about what we want to do what we can do with you and then uh, for one reason or another destiny happens that uh, we stumble upon uh, butter and this uh, gallery and uh, then you know we are also more linked also to all the chinese uh, um let's say the uh, artist community chinese artist artist, community. chinese artist community okay, right, yeah. and this uh, is strengthening that reality as well as our intention as our reality our as let's say experts and, and foreigners doing our thing things happen things happen fast and you <laughs> cannot think about it you just do it yeah 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 you're you're right you make me you make me think also the reason why i'm living here in china for so long Right. The same reason. I supposed to be here for one year. When I came here, was like ah, one year, and I go back. That was my my goal. I had a very successful career as a designer in my country, in Ecuador. I was working in the video game, in the video game industry as a designer. I, dude, this I remember. I remember like when you when I met you, you were doing like um, toys. Toys. I was doing toys. Yeah. So I, I had it. That's that's another beautiful thing of Shenzhen. I had a chance to jump from industry to industry, keeping the line, like the skeleton key it's of this creative game. lifestyle, but discovering all the things I ever dream about that you don't, you don't have in, even in America. Uh, not anymore. You, you, not maybe, anymore. Maybe back in the day, you maybe know, in the, the 80s, 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 80s maybe, you know, right? Yeah. So yeah, for me was, this is, this is the thing. I was, um, I was a graffiti artist. This is how I started in the, in this crazy life yeah that, that's actually like because looking at your career you just left oppo yeah recently yeah. as a creative director at this company 
and you're about to start your own firm. But what I really want to start with is like your roots. Like you're from Ecuador and Ecuador is a very small country that most people don't know anything about. It's probably the size of a Chinese village. It's it's the size of like Shenzhen. I mean, I don't want to exaggerate, but you know, like I was saying the other day. Honestly, it's the first time in China. We go to my village and my guy told me, how many people are in this village since we are driving half an hour? Oh, only four million inhabitants. (laughs) And they call it village. Man, yeah. the largest city in Italy is one million inhabitants. They yeah. call village four million. Yes, right. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, in, in that sense, Ecuador is a country of 16 million people. Okay. Some people living like there was a big migration wave in the in the 90s. So there, there are like uh, around six million people living outside. So, Ecuadorians how, so living how, in, how, how old are you? I'm 35. 35. So you were born in 1985. 90s. In the 86. 86. 1986. In Ecuador. Yeah. Yes. Tiger? Tiger. I'm a tiger. Got it. Boom. <laughs> I've been here too many years. Next year is the, the year of the tiger, I guess, right? Uh, in China. I don't in know. the Chinese sign. I think, yeah. Because I'm doing some yeah, designs yeah, yeah, for the next year. So. For the tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's how you started. So you, you so you were born in 1985. You have a family of artists, or like you had influence from your because like my, my father's an artist also, right? Also yeah, there. yeah. I I think this is this is this is maybe the reason why artists follow the artist career because you have some influence in right. the family, right? So what was my, your influence? My father, my father was a a painter slash architect. All right. Slash uh, he studied he studied many things. Historian. Right? You know, he like the last career he did, and it's not like he dropped off uh, something in in college and, and tried something else. He, Evolved. He into studied something, else. something, and then he wanted to be something else, right? Right. So he he was a doctor, then an architect. A doctor. This is great. Yeah, doctor, because his father, uh, my like grand, medicine doctor, my grandfather, yeah, is um, maybe is one of the most famous uh, ophthalmologists of the country. All right. Your grandpa. So you can imagine every time I go to like check my glasses, people oh like, "Are you Jorge Calderon? <laughs> Are you some some familiar to like Jorge Jorge Calderon, my my teacher in the, in the university?" So it was like, uh, yeah, this family of like doctors, <laughs> lawyers, and, and my dad also was an artist. So yeah, I born uh, in a house that has a table this size with the plots always making these. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is a beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful childhood, right? In with the time, my father realized that I had um, affinity to what he was doing. Not my other brothers, not they was like uh, normal kids. But I always was in the studio, like trying to graph stuff. It's like my son right now. My son okay. is like grabbing my markers and doing graffitis in my studio. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I not, know. Yet. I know. No, <laughs> not yet, not <laughs> yet, no, no, okay, I guess. Or just do it here. Don't do it there. Do it here. <laughs> so yeah, I have to like put the rules because that's how I also I also was when I was kid. Right. I was always into this style of art, and I always wanted to to do something like that. I wanted to be an architect, but uh, I don't know. I was always looking for my my path into the art, but it was very hard, as you mentioned. Ecuador is a small country, relatively size wise, is maybe the size of Guangdong. It's not that small. Maybe it's the size of the United Kingdom, but yeah, it's a very yeah, right. Far yeah. country on the other side of the world, right? And we don't have the industry as developed as here. Mm. 
but when I grow up, I wanted to do the sketches to do industrial design for the cars of the future. Right. But it was a dream that you know you automatically remove from from your from your bucket list because you understand there was chances. In, in yeah, the, there, there was no chance, right? So there was many things I wanted to do because I read a lot of books, and with the internet, I wanted to be everything, right? When I was 16, I was sketching a lot of sketches like robots, you know, like uh, tattoos and skateboarding logos and stuff like that. So I was also doing a skate back then. My friends, the friends of my brother, my elder brother, came to my house and I was, you have very cool drawings, can I see it? And I had a, a sketchbook. He's like, oh, you already have a black book. I'm like, no, it's just in a sketchbook. We call it black book in the graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly you were Okay, so I have a black book, yeah. <laughs> this is my black book. Right? And when I showed them, they was like, do you want to be the graffiti writer of our crew? We don't have a graffiti writer. And I was like, but they were doing what like they, they were rappers they like was they rappers like, break dancers right. we have so a like street artist uh, hip hop the missing element yeah the, the missing element was the graffiti <laughs> but in the moment I was doing that there was a bunch of um, German guys because in, they're, they're in, in, in Ecuador uh, what, what city in Quito in Quito. Quito so one of my best friends Kone a German guy he built the first um, crew of graffiti, the Quito Bombing Squad, QBS. Wow. And, and they were like, bro, join us. Join us. Do it. Right. And I was like, yeah. And we started like, uh, you know, I was like mingling with them, uh, chatting with them, with them. And my friends have the opportunity to, to travel. One is German. So I had the chance to have uh, Berlin graffiti books in my house when I was 16. And this is how I start like getting into this crazy world of graffiti. And then I became a graffiti artist. So my dream of, oh, I want to like go to the galleries. Make cars. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need it because I was, a, I was, you can imagine when I turned 16, I had already a graffiti in the biggest uh, spot in the city, you can imagine. Right. So all my neighborhoods knew me. All my friends <laughs> in the school knew me. I was already getting like a... Anonymous fame, you know. Yeah, star, right, who's the right, Starman? Right, we heard the Starman is Your like. Your art was there. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So how did yeah. you come up with the, how, where the name come? Starman Funk. Well, first, I was writing Loco because that, Loco. That, yeah, that was my first. Yeah, L O C O is like crazy because that's yeah. how my 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 especially like my the elder friends of my brother. Yeah. It was like ah, this is like uh, the crazy little guy, you know, like always yeah. with us, like right. So they 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 told me like they call me Loco. And it was playing basketball in the school that my teacher started calling me Starman. Starman. Starman, Starman. And, and I, write, I used to write Starman, but I really like to tag very, very long words. So I used to do like two times Starman, Starman. And I was like, no, maybe let's do something that any graffiti writer do. Let's make a very, very long blockbuster name okay. that can cover the whole block whenever I go. So sure. I, I made it Starman Funk. Like you know, it's like huge name for a graffiti I artist. Am, yeah. Most of graffiti writers are like Taz, Baz, Cas, Taz, Don, right? Yeah. Like quick. And I was the star man funk, <laughs> right? Like, to, like that was my that's why my, that was my marketing campaign strategy. Nice. So yeah, this is how I started. This is how I started. And um, but in parallel, um, my family was always pushing me to study something. I was like, you cannot. You, you cannot be just be a graffiti artist. So so when you were 16 and you were like tagging up the city, 
like your father and family knew that you were doing this? No, no, no. It was um, so they didn't know it. They didn't know it. Yeah. So only my elder brother he knew it. He sponsored me when I turned 16 years old. This is amazing. For for a for a student, it's very hard to like buy spray paint because I don't know if you know, guys. Each spray can is not cheap. It's no. not cheap, and the best colors are like super expensive. Not right. not for your pocket when you're 16, right? So I, I remember I used to get like one dollar per day for my lunch. Back then it was a lot of money. Maybe five dollars, I don't remember. And I used to like try to don't eat some days to save money for my for my spray for paint. my spray paint. <laughs> but at the end of the month I told to my brother, bro, I cannot starve, you know. I need to eat. <laughs> I, I couldn't say this month. And I need colors. I need colors, I need sponsors, I need something, you know, like I we need to do something. And he was like, Your birthday is next week. Do one sketch, I think it's the time to do your first graffiti. And I'm like, what are we going to do? He's like, you know, we can do, in Spanish, in Ecuador, we call it when uh, you ask all your friends to put money for yeah, something. Right, like a coleta, like a... Like coleta, yeah, yeah we yeah. call it vaca, like, okay, like vaca. a cow. And we, we make a vaca and we get it. I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So on my birthday, I saw a fila shoe box on my house with... 16 spray cans. Oh my god, man, really? Man, you just give me oh, the <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I want to cry. And 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 was the tag of my brother. Like, do it. Oh shit. Man, that was like because Fuck. nobody else believed on that, you know. Nobody else believed on that. So I took the 16 cans and I went to this place, this spot, and I make this amazing graphic. I have a video of that thing. Okay. That's 1999 or year 2000. And I painted, my, my father came to the spot. In that time, I, I, I didn't live with my father because they, they, they divorced, so, but he came to see what I was By I'm chance doing. or by knowing? By chance, because he was like just oh, passing oh, by. Yeah. Like, no way, he was just walking doing? by? Yeah, he came, and then he's like, yeah, that's what I do. You know? And what did he say? He's like, that's super cool. Okay. Really? That's super cool, man. He was man. supportive. And he was supporting, and he was there. Like, I oh, remember fuck. he went to like, bring the food. You're but but for my mom, it was a little bit like, um, I know this graffiti is a little bit, you know, borderline, borderline. So yeah. you have to be careful with that. Like you have. Yeah. So yeah, she, jail, she, my God. She, like, she was yeah. probably like, like inside, like, yeah, fucking. You, I love it. I love it. But no, yeah. to be honest, she, she was very straightforward with me. She was like, George, um, try to find something more academic, you know, try to like. I don't want you to like um, focus so much on this and one day realize that this is not going anywhere because, you know, the chances it's, are it's, little in the yeah, reality. A little, of and like, it's a trend, you know, in five years, nobody's going to do graffiti anymore. I understand this is how she was thinking to protect me, right? But, and I, I appreciate that because she pushed me to study design. Right. Right. And I was like, I, 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 I think I don't want to study art because that's a big dream. I don't want to break my heart i don't want to like go to the, the art art school how many friends i knew that was going to the art school and they never yeah, that's true. you know it's like in ecuador you have very abstract uh, knowledge at the end yeah I mean, yeah it's like uh, you know like um it's not so easy we have some ecuadorian artists like guayas amin in that crown worldwide famous artist that they made it but again it's like what one percent maybe 1%? Yeah, yeah right, right so right. 
But I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe such a big dream, but design might be something I can do. Anyhow, the the Institute of Design was very expensive in Ecuador because it was a very new career, relatively. It was like uh, no more than 20 years of, uh, of story. Okay. So I study, um, I study business. Oh, that's okay. how I started. Okay. Like I, I finished my high school and I went to study business, business and administration. And I realized that's not for me. So <laughs> I fuck no, it's not for you. Not for me, dude. Dude, <laughs> I, that's not for me. I was I was in that test. It I was, mean, um, there's probably good things you can learn from business school as yes. an artist. Yes, but as a fucking like a, a young person who's like a sponge brain, it's definitely yeah, fucking it's, not the no, not yeah, the yeah, right yeah. thing for you to fucking start. Learning. Was not for me, but I was very respectful with my with my parents, and you know, I was there for like respect of what they want to do with me. So I, I'm kind of like, okay, to follow that rule. But inside of me, I was dying, you know, like, ah, I want to do it. And I saw all my friends doing design and they was like doing good businesses, doing design. I was like, right. Man, I, can, I, I can do it that. It can happen. Right? Yeah, right. And there's one day, my marketing teacher, because we have marketing in the business, in business class. Right? And I fall in love with marketing because of that class. Right. And I see like how you can help society having this sensitivity of understanding what the what the what the people what the market wants and translate that and use arts to tell them like giving value giving in value terms of market to the art that you could create exactly that, exactly yeah. and, and one one of the one of the assignments was uh, build a company and do the advertisement so we have to do a logo and in my group of friends that we have to do these in this group of work when we have to do the logo all of them point at me. You have to do the logo, of course. Right. <laughs> right. Mm. And I did a logo that when I did the logo, my teacher, my teacher in the class said, George, you what? should go and study design. What really. the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Seriously. <laughs> and I was like, I have to leave it. And, and that's what I did. I, in secret, I uh, registered myself in the Institute of Design, actually in the University of Design. I, I got the, the, um, the, the spot. And I and I got it, and I paid it by myself. I didn't ask my parents for that, and I started. I, st I started studying design, and when like was the in parallel still to the to the business school? Or you, yeah. or you decide to quit to do that? No, before I quit, I wanted to like be ready, you know. Ah, okay, okay. It was like so in the in the summer break, the whole family like ah, let's go to the beach all together, and they start talking. Okay, like how how is going to be the the, the next semester? And I'm like, uh, guys, I have to tell you, I quit business and administration, <laughs> and I am uh, already registered in the University of Design. I was like, are you crazy? I'm like, no. And I'm not asking for money. I'm going to pay this myself. Fucking I dude. And the whole family was impressed. Like, okay, we support you. Yeah, that's the right thing, that's man. Good. And that's the right thing. Uh, yeah, first year in my university, I, I got an award for the university. Second award, second year, another like two awards. We got. I got the the we call the it top ten uh, the selected artist uh, right was it Adidas or, or oh yeah that's another story like yeah that, my, that, that's a huge thing dude, I mean, my you life saying it as if it's nothing <laughs> like man. Dude, my life just started when I studied design it was like all my life like waiting for that moment you know? mm -hmm. all right so you can imagine like I was so full of passion best student best qualifications best everything I was like just shining and uh, yeah I got. I got many some awards. I got three years national champion of graffiti in Ecuador in a row. 
2005, the six, best and seven. Graffiti artist in best Ecuador. graffiti artist. Best graffiti artist in Ecuador. That's a that's a that's a that's. It a, doesn't happen by chance. I mean, doesn't happen by chance. And three years in a row, you know. After the fourth year, they say, "Can you just be the Josh?" Because you're gonna, <laughs> you know? can you please stop. <laughs> yeah. Can you please stop applying? Because yeah, dude, like, <laughs> you want to be the Josh, and yeah, it was, it was, it was beautiful. You know? It was, it was a beautiful thing. Crazy. Adidas. Uh, th that was this agency that one day called me, like, uh, "Can you bring all your portfolio? We want to, we want to, we want to check if, if we want to make a commercial, and we want the graffiti." I already did some like uh, these commissions for like background graffiti for these right. kind of breakdancer video or something like that, right? But that time I was actually, no, when I arrived, they said, well, this is Adidas. Adidas Originals is opening stores in Ecuador and we want to, well, back then they didn't say KOLs or influencers or this kind right. of uh, new It was not existing it yet, was not existing. Man. But there was the term of brand ambassador. Oh, okay. right, so they right, say, right, right, right. Dude, you have everything we want. So let's do it. Let's do it. Like we have to do these videos Fuck, and you're going to get the clothes. And it was like they pay you? Dude, they they pay me for the pay for so that was amazing. They pay me for the um, they made a contract, right? It was my first contract with like a like a real contract big, with a corporation. A corporation, right? So they got all the paints, of yeah. course. All the paints. Well, actually I, during that time I was working already for the video game industry. So okay. in in Ecuador. Yeah, in Ecuador. Why are you going to school? while i was going in the school this is oh, this is a good thing of ecuador you can you can study and work because the the system how we study maybe we study more years probably but you have the chance to work in the day and study in the night all right it was very tight but we can do that right so i was like coming back to to the university 6 p.m i finish work 6 p.m p.m I arrived, uh, I don't know how I made it, six, six and ten, I was in the university. <laughs> and then uh, 10 p.m. back home to make the homeworks. I finished maybe two, three, wake up 6 a.m., go back to, the, to, to work for five years. Oh, fuck, that's was, tough, man. Fuck, tough. that's hardcore. Crazy, man. Right. Yeah, fucking, what a, what a story, man. It's been it's tough. Crazy. Yeah, that was, that, was, that, was, that was hard. But I don't know, I had the energy and I had the... No, the no, but it means, I mean, it, it was your path. Those things doesn't yes. happen by chance, man. Yes. I mean, it's yes. not like a fucking Guanxi or something. You but this is why you're quality work why and you were putting it in university. the fucking street into their face. People see it and it's fucking good. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, it was... You, you can imagine, like, I was a kid with a blessing and opportunity to have free billboards of my name everywhere. So the whole city knew me somehow, right? right? And was so you, you were you were in university in design school why you had a contract with adidas why you had your your artwork up on billboards across the city yes fucking dude, egg, dude. <laughs> that's yeah, talent dude yeah so, that's some like of my real real talent man like yeah i, I think it's, it's it's passion right it's like i don't know it's I like know, as you say i born for that passion and that's what passion is. it's talent dude and it's 10 years you, living you here at gift you have a gift yeah you have to what just brought you to china initially was it like so let's see you an opportunity so the the story is that yeah i just finished my university and right away there was a post in the community of designers of ecuador saying that there is a company in china looking for a designer 
I apply it. Like, I, I started applying to it everything I could. Even though I was working in, um, in Caribou Games, and yeah. also, first I, I work in Blue Lizard Games. They split and they become Caribou Games. And that's where I was working. I was, I started as a 2D you mean artist. Like Blizzard, Blizzard. No like, Blizzard. No, no Blizzard. It's, that's that's Blue funny. Lizard. Oh, okay. Blue Lizard. Yeah. Oh, every, yeah every, everyone Blizzard. is like, oh my God, it's Blizzard. No, it's Blue Lizard games. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We used to do like casual games, not like uh, Unity stuff. Like, but um, there was a lot of technical stuff. So, yeah, I was doing animations and creative direction and working with a working with a very tight production timeline. I mean, it happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and the company was a branch of a Canadian company. So what was my first job, uh, I, I used to, I, I need to speak in English during in my work, living in Ecuador. So it was like my first job was an international job. It was the first time I worked for a corporation and in my hometown. And speaking English. And speaking English, right? So it was like, dude, I... But it was kind of a the world dream situation, like yes. solid, uh, like boom. Yeah, so I, I, I knew it, that the next step is out of the country, out of, you know, start. There was you, nothing you better than that that would yes. be you could have around you, right? Yeah, some of my friends told me, hey, you, you stayed in Ecuador, you know where you could be right now. Like, dude, I am right now where I have to be right now. Because, <laughs> right. You know, this is, this is my path and I choose it. Of course, I lose a lot of networking, or no, not necessarily. Not, you can love me. on the time being. On, I mean, it's I like, mean, but I mean, listen, man. Like, the, it. What I think about you and your situation and your past, and I don't want to say past, but your history and inv involvement to the present day. If you wanted to go back to Ecuador right now, you would still have all of the Ecuadorian connections you yes. could uh, dream of. And you have the international fame. Of the international yeah. connection in your yes. And all of the Chinese connections yeah. you could fucking possibly want. Yes, man. I, I don't regret. So. I don't regret. I mean, there there is a sacrifice always, right? Of course. Always, man. man. But it's really worthy. It's really worthy. And, and I love this city. So so you, you, you're working for a blue lizard, not blizzard. <laughs> yeah. You saw this job post about looking for a designer or some position, creative position in China, yeah. and you applied for it. And I applied for it. And when I applied for it, I realized that there was um, there was already a, an Ecuadorian designer working for this company. There was an Ecuadorian family, American family, taking already in China. In, or in chi already in China. Oh shit! Making this company, Light Up Toys is a company built with. So this is Americans. the company that you were working for. This is where I, yeah, like my first three years in China. They they brought me. Shenzhen. Shenzhen. Oh, yeah. So it was like, yeah, they, they and they called me, right? They they called me. Ah, uh, we saw your we saw your profile, we saw your website, and you have some cool stuff there. As a graffiti artist, you know, it's part of our culture to do characters and um, do products as an artist. Right. Mm. I used to do my toys. I start doing graffiti toys. So my characters oh, is like, like IP, like, like, uh, yeah, 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 I do. I, I used to do a lot of that, okay. right? And I put those, those on my website and this guy, this general manager of this toy company Perfect. saw it and was like, and Perfect. I speak Spanish You're and I speak English. <laughs> Dude, it's called this guy. So when they call me, they say, um, 
Do you want to come? I, yeah. How? When do you want to? When do you want me to be there? In 15 days. When can you be on a flight? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the next flight is like in 15 days. Can you come back? Can you come in 15 days? And my answer was yes. Like right away, I say yes. And then after I was like, let me Google this company again. Right. You know, like, to like be careful. Where is Shenzhen actually? Right. Where is <laughs> yeah. Really? Like when he called me like uh, Shenzhen next to Hong Kong, I was like, what, what is Hong Kong? Like, you know, like it was like, I mean, Bro, I know it's I, I, I the same way we talk about it in, in, in when you other come podcasts, from the other side, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's like when I told you, like, uh, do you, you know? Mean like Shanghai, like Shenzhen? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Shanghai, Shenzhen, what, what is that place? <laughs> and, and they told me, well, well, Shenzhen is the future. This is, this is something I remember when said? they told me, yeah. No way. They told me Shenzhen is the future. It's true. And the future is now. He, and the future is now. And Boom. he told me this city didn't exist 30 years ago. And now is one of the most uh, r rapid uh, economical uh, growth in the in the planet. But I think you have been here long enough now that I mean, the city itself. You know that if you live two months, you come back already. You have a, probably a skyscraper in front of your yeah. house. Exactly. And it's then you you you've been here in Nanto three months ago. We we were cladded with the scaffolding. This, and this the office road is was constructing. Look at this what office we have didn't now, exist man. like uh, <laughs> <laughs> three months ago. Right. Man, Shenzhen is the most influential city of today that nobody knows about. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Like everybody watching now, all the devices you're like taking. No, They're made here. It's right made here, in this city, guys. Yeah. And nobody knows that. And even the screaming of your phones and the things are coming is, from this here, is, man. This is, this is coming from this city. Yeah, yeah. right. And, but uh, it's crazy how much of a, of a, how do you say, like a delta of, 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 of like a differential there is between how much internationally people know about Shenzhen. Like, yeah. maybe they start hearing about it, but if you're not in the sector, hmm? Yeah, and on the other side, how many fucking things are happening all here, and how many things are produced all fucking here? Yeah. There's a there's a dichotomy it's a, it's between two yeah. like knowing and happening that is crazy, no? Absolutely, yeah. Well, it makes sense. Like it's a city that nobody knows, nobody knew it existed. Like thirty years ago, this was like what? Oh, nothing, nothing, no, mountains, nothing, nothing man. right? So, and then you know there is also the thing that for for most of our let's say friends and family that kind of never left the country or being around there so, oh you're in china they think that you know i'm back in the 80s oh, yes, 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 in yes. the street eating bicycles like, who, who, who don't get riding bicycles man <laughs> Absolutely. in six months i'm gonna come here from my home in nanto uh, from my home in futian coming to nanto I, I in a fucking drone driving me here yeah and it's going to happen here. And you know yeah. why because they're gonna experiment right fucking here yeah it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when i went to japan for first time so and Japan's I, always like the high-tech city. That's the myth of the future, exactly, right? Exactly, this is a myth. Right. When I was in like Ecuador, I studied Japanese because I wanted to apply for a grant in Japan. That was my dream. I want to go right. to, I always wanted to go to Asia. Right. If you see my paintings when I was 16, I used to paint Asian Chinese, yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese temples all the time. I, I studied Kenpo, Karate, and all this. I always liked that. So when I came, I was like, Japan is the future. That's, that's the future, right? That was my dream. When I came to China, I lived in Shenzhen for so long, like, and I have this opportunity to work in Tokyo, right? Okay. So a couple years ago, a couple of years, like three, four years, three years ago, 
around. I got to Tokyo for the first time in my life, right? The city of the future, right? With all the respect to my Japanese friends, after you leave in Shenzhen, it's nothing. Tokyo has no place in Shenzhen, man. Yeah, man, nowadays, uh, really, like, I tell you, like, for me, as an architect, as a person that is literally involved into building cities, mm -hmm. and my studio, which I make a living with, is based here, I can tell you that the only reality I could somehow compare in terms of development, not in terms of status, because, like... Uh, I want to specify that because, of course, like New York is in a situation like that, but is not able to develop further in terms of futuristic attitude and way of living. It could, could, but like here you have the space and things are coming out of scratch. Yes. So yeah. there's no need of refurbishment. No, but New York could develop. Could could develop. Could could, but. There's too much bureaucracy and red tape right. and bullshit that you prevents, take, it, uh, prevents uh, it. And you have the historical, decide, like in know. the whole American country, mm -hmm. in the American continent, you have this historical baggage or weight. Uh, you, yeah. can, you have to decide, you have to build things thinking about the past, the heritage. Well, you know, it's we, not so we, easy. We had this conversation like uh, several times on this podcast, right? It's about like um, building a fucking high-speed train. In Los okay? Angeles. Los Angeles, San Francisco. <laughs> Forever. You know, you know, the reason why San Francisco and Los Angeles don't have a fucking high-speed high train is because somewhere along the way, there's these fucking frogs that are semi-endangered, and the train track's going to fucking drive through their inhabitants, and they can't fucking build there because the environmentalists or whatever the fuck they need to do has to fucking work out the paperwork. This is 30, 50 30, years are still discussing. 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. Still discussing. If you go to Lima, right, the capital of Peru, yeah. there is a, they, have, they have the administration of uh, districts, right? I love Lima. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. It's, it's hectic. It's huge, right? And each, each district has a different kind of like major. So they have different political backgrounds or parties so or whatever. The city itself is broken up and it's broken in the, yeah because it's so big. You you have to administrate. How big is in what way? Big is in San Francisco. Big big is in Los Angeles. Big, I have to Google it, but it's. I can tell you one thing, just because it, it is low rise, so it's super extended. It's like almost like Mexico like in the valley. City. If you put them all together into a. High rise, it would be maybe uh, shrinking in half, but it's low rise, it's so like, it's super extended. And then it goes uphills because it's between the mountains. Yes. You've been to Lima? The, yes. No, but I know very well uh, oh. Lima in terms of the development of the. It's city. like the, the the density of the population of Peru, ninety percent or something like this, is right. living in Lima. You can imagine. So it's ninety percent of the it's a country city. living one city. Yeah, That's it's crazy. crazy. And they start building these um, speed train to connect the city right when you go now to, to lima they have this bridge empty because in the 90s one district didn't agree with the construction of these and that and, and oh, the, the bridge and they didn't want it and the bridge was like built around the city but they couldn't build there and that construction died wow. and now it's a monument monument to the bureaucracy and the the bullshit of the city <laughs> to the bullshit of the system. Yeah, so you don't see that in China. 
Right. Here you just see the progress. Fucking go. Like, we need to fucking train from here to here because our people need to go fucking from here to here. We're going to build it. Yeah. That's it. And no, yeah, no, no questions. And no if, if they have to kick you out, they will pay or compensate you they for that. Kick I mean, you out. Like, and if they if <laughs> cannot be kicked out, they fucking just build the road and around you, around yeah. you, and, and corner okay. you. Like good yeah. luck. Now. Yeah, you don't want okay. Have good life, dude. Okay, we have to keep doing it, right? And I, and I knew about it before I came to China, and I really want that. Right. I think it's. And I'm, I mean, it's great, man. It's um. Sometimes too much bullshit gets in the way of the progress that the people need and the Chinese don't care about the bullshit they care about the progress of what the people need to have a fucking successful life on a large scale for everybody large scale and long run and long run and they are thinking in centuries right yeah I think this is something Absolutely. we don't. That, that, that's a very, I think that's a very big difference. You know, and there might be some people that are fucking angry or not happy with with the decisions that are made, but on the fucking long run, we find a way. They'll they'll take care of them, and they'll fucking make it work. You know, and they get it done. Man, they walk. They want to fucking train from Shenzhen to Shanghai in three years. And it will happen. You go there in three years. And the train is there. Yeah, there. In fact, you know, one of the things that, I mean, we, 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 we talked about this many times, but as an individual, as a creative person um, that tried to make my my way through, and I mean, if I was in Italy, I would have never started my practice and building shit at 29 years old. You know, like in Italy, before you are 40, there's no way. You're not even looking at the possibility of working for somebody. Like, so... Uh, the cool thing is that, like, let's say you go out, even 10 years ago, you know, when there was, like, not WeChat, no, you know, the social media and everything, the people you meet, especially in Shenzhen, you would always talk about possibilities. What can we do together? What you do? What I do? Ideas. You go back home, people are complaining. Fucking... You know, it's like you're never talking about... What can we do together? It's about, oh, I, I don't know. I think that this is in, in, in the old country, whether it's Europe or US, there's always this like coming back, uh, try to take you down. Oh, in China, but oh, you really eat in the streets, things like, you know, there is this kind of trying to yeah. like bring the, the bar closer to them and you talk about um, problems and complaints. In here, yeah. there's, there's never been an issue. Most of the things I've been doing in terms also of business and opportunities in Shenzhen, they were not kind of part of the plan. They'd happen because I find myself in the right moment with the right people and fuck, we give it a try. And we go with the flow, yeah. but then things it, happen and yeah. fast, and then, uh, and that's I think what is able to support uh, this layer of uh, entrepreneurship and creativity, yes. because I mean there is no limit. Yeah, let's try to do it. Yeah, uh, and, and and something also that I I identify here, what happened in Shenzhen, and everybody knows, is a city that is new. And there is a lot of uh, internal migration, right? All the provinces are coming here because here you have the giants, you have Tencent, you have, mm -hmm. right? All these um, 
technology giants are here in, in, in Shenzhen. And um, yeah, you have a lot of people coming here, right? So there is a there there is a there is a huge layer of young people. You don't have much like old people coming here or young or babies come like living here. Now it's happening. People is trying to to yeah, live like here. Make families like before. Like we had this conversation. Like uh, we never met anybody that was born, born in Shenzhen. Or very yeah, very very. F- but now now you meet now some, like, like some twenty one. Indeed, it's a very young uh, city. There is no way that ten years ago you would meet someone born in Shenzhen. Yes, yes. At that time, maybe they were maximum 12, 13. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, have a, like, I have a lot of Shen, uh, Shenzhenese friends, a lot. And I met them like uh, before. It was like, wow. Everybody was like, wow, really? You're Shenzhenese? <laughs> so you were in the city? How? How? <laughs> yeah, there was people living here, right? So uh, what I want to say with that is that maybe that's the reason that gives so many opportunities because people come here without these... Uh, uh, preconcepts preconcepts and you come here to build right this is right i don't see this in other bigger, bigger cities in, in china right the other thing is because people is coming here doing some some work for one two years and they go back to home the rotation home, was so high before super much man. Right, because it was also for us like experts like you meet someone and it's oh, like I, man, I don't so have I, I would say it's, it's, almost, it's still the same yeah, yeah, now because you can travel, but yeah, it's always been the case. It's always been like Shenzhen has always been an airport city. Like, like yes, eighty percent of the people you you meet, they're gonna be gone in the next two three years. Yeah, maybe a different city in China. I'm talking even about two three months. There's people that come here two three months, go back and then yeah. come back. I started like this, man. Yeah. A year and a half, I've been back and forth between here and the Netherlands. Yeah, for me, it was a little bit different because I had a um, yeah, I have a kind of like a long contract always and I always have like my project was always like long so all right this is how so like now I'm t- nine years here so let's go back to because that's one thing I want to uh figure out is like uh you were in Ecuador you got the contract for the game company and you were negotiating with them about the the contract why you were in Ecuador or talking about the job and they were here and you were in you were in Ecuador and finally you said okay Let's make it happen. We want to hire you. And bef- they, they fly you here first before you were officially hired? Or well, you, no, like, you yeah, joined I, the I company to, and then you flew over? I have to. It was actually tough for my previous company because I was the art director. And I had a huge project. In Ecuador. In Ecuador. And it's like, you know, in video games, it's like, it's a production of nine months. Yeah. And we was like in At the least, eight months. You know, you know you, I left on a very crucial moment for the for the for the game because I had to combine all the assets and do the art direction to build it. And it was very my style. The you game. Know? Yeah. The game was, was like no, no it was, was that was style. my job. Was like perfect for I have it. to I have to put yeah. Okay, okay. It was very much on my style, right? And when I left I told to my boss like I'm you know I have this opportunity to go to China. And the guy was like What the fuck are you talking about? Okay. As a friend, I am. Don't go to China. I'm supporting you, but in the same. Did you stay one more month to finish it? No, he was like, "Bro, take this opportunity because you don't know if there is a second one." Take, listen uh, me, go. But now, as your boss, I'm fucked. <laughs> man, you put me in the worst situation. Oh, mm. 
I will find a way to figure it out. They figure it out, they, 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 they fix it. But he was like, oh man, but go, go, yeah, go, go. What do you need? And like, uh, he resigned me, we, we pay everything. It was, it was like, uh, yeah, he was good to, proper, good to hear, yeah. I had a good uh, farewell there. And uh, yeah, all my friends also, my teachers in the university because I finished the university, but I didn't finish the thesis. Okay. So it's like you can uh, graduate and the other things like the diploma. Yeah, okay. There's like a difference. So I left Ecuador, I came here to work. And in the, in the meantime, I supposed to make my thesis in six months, but it took me like a year because I was working here in China. And then I came back uh, and my teachers helped me to make it faster because they knew what I was doing. I, I needed like, uh, like 100 credits, but I didn't know that when you have international credits counts like double. So for me it was like, man, you're working in China already. Like done, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And I was, was very good friends of my teachers. As I told you, I gave like six major awards to the, to the university right. and I never took it. You know, I have like these huge things and I told to the teachers, leave this in the in the shelves of the university what is going like there's this is better for the university than for my house right, right? right. and I'm, I'm i'm leaving my home is i don't know where's my home so it was good so when i came back my teachers are like ah do you want to have a speech do you want to like it's always good you, know? <laughs> you need <laughs> man they are always happy with me so yeah that's how it started and all my you know graffiti is a very crude thing you move by this crew, this uh, thrive yeah. group yeah. of people. When I came to Ch to Shenzhen, there was a Nothing. huge period doing no graffiti. You didn't have your crew. Zero. No crew. You cannot yeah. just go to a wall and do something. Yeah, you just don't know. To and, jail, probably. And like. you're in a uh, foreigner country. You always respect more this kind of craziness. Right? So I just came here, and it was okay. Time to focus on my career, on what I study in the university for. On your apartment's wall, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was doing my, yeah, I, I always paint at home and I was trying to do more digital work. Right. More animations. And I'm a big fan of Gundam, the, the robots. Oh, yeah, yeah, and when yeah. I came to China, I was like, wow, there are so many shops. I started building the Gundam, Gundam models. No, I you couldn't did that? find in Ecuador. Yeah, like fucking build the piece. By yeah, the piece. piece by piece. Yeah, I'm Fuck, a big dude. collector of Gundams. Wow. So, no way. No. I always looked at that shit and like you know, like it's like these kits. They come in like this fucking small ass fucking thin box, but then when you put it together, it's just fucking huge ass robot with like. 30,000 fucking pieces and and everything moves uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. you have lights and yeah it's fucking <laughs> just like crazy dude it's like legos like on crack yeah like super glue and a fucking magnifying glass and like fucking like oh yeah wow. ja japanese legos basically you know? <laughs> <laughs> ninja legos ninja yes ninja legos, legos dude. yeah so that's that's another passion i have and and that connects me with the products and the toys i like it's another way to right. explore art and yeah i spend a lot of time doing that in my free time i'm a very i'm not I'm a little bit extrovert. I like to talk with people. I enjoy the, the, the social connection. And and before you, sorry, I didn't interrupt yeah. you, but before you came to Shenzhen, have you traveled to other countries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks to graffiti, actually, I had a chance to represent my country as a representative uh, artist of Ecuador. 
At which places? In all America, the whole continent. So just so North North and South America. Yeah. But never yeah, like, never Europe or Asia. No, never Europe. I never um, jumped the um, the paddle. So I never the, I never jumped the um, continent. Went over the, across the lake. I never crossed the lake. Yeah. So you <laughs> fucking show you, you, you so you show up, you get the job making toys, fucking get on that plane, you fly to China for the first time, first time across the lake. You land in the fucking airport. Three, two, three lakes, man. What? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you have to fucking like travel all around like the fucking globe. You land, and what was like your first like uh, impression? What year was it? Just to put, to put the 2012. year in perspective. 2012. 2012. So you showed up in fucking Shenzhen. You fly in Hong Kong first or Shenzhen? Hong Kong. So you flew to Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Taxi. Shenzhen didn't have the airport yet at that year, man. Didn't, yeah, there was <laughs> like, no airport in Shenzhen. No, no man. They well, had the old airport. Yeah, the old airport, but all the local. No, yeah, was local not the, was yeah. not an international. The, the so you, you didn't even see Hong Kong. You just fucking got in no? taxi, drove yeah, to Shenzhen. I just arrived the 21st of June of 2012. And the, then? The day after my birthday. And what did you think? You, mm. you showed up and you're like, what the fuck? Or like, this is the best so, shit ever? So Hong Kong, of course, is impressive. The, the Hong Kong airport, you know, is number one in the world. Many years was like the first airport in the world. So it was, a, was an impressive technological development there. And when I come to Shenzhen, I crossed the bridge. I saw the huge city. I, I crossed the river, right? Um... Yeah, and, and uh, the hotel was next to Ba'an. Our office was next to the plant, next to the factory. So it was like a factory area. You know, the factory areas of Ba'an are very, not so beautiful, right? So my but first impression- now impress- it's fucking beautiful. N- now now it's yes, but man, 10 years ago. 10 years yeah, ago, the, that, and that's another point of how crazy Shenzhen is. is, is was well, even the yeah. highway, not even the metro coming there. I mean, it was there, was, there was some metros there, but just the, the, red, the, the green line, okay. right? To no, Bawang? Line. To you Bawang? have two lines, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to Bawang, you have the, the, the green line, Line six station, or yeah. That one that's like chili to fucking Bo and the fi- exactly and that one, the the purple one. Yeah, that was it. Now we have like four lines. Yeah, no, no, it's fucking. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, where I yeah, and I live next to the line eleven, so I can the, the go to Futian in like yeah, uh, nice, super fast. Yeah. fucking show up. It's, the first metro in the world I've seen with the first class. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. And with a sky, uh, like yeah. with a sky uh, <laughs> design in the top. Yeah, it's very cool. But that was not here when you showed up. So no, when, when you I showed w- up, was, when was I was arrived, was was like a little bit like. Um, but it must have been like more high tech than. The that Ecuador, no, like for me, it was like Ecuador in the eighties. That place, Bawan was like, mm, it's okay. okay. Oh yeah, Bawan, yeah. Yeah, Bawan, that place was like okay. It was like, you know, but in that random place, you see crazy technology happening. You know, right? You know, that was like very weird. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was a very nice place. I have the the blessing of being working in this Ba'an area that had a lot of local food places. So my first impression was 7 a.m. I woke up next day, I, I go downstairs. I was in that hotel. I go downstairs and I walk to the office following the Google Maps back then was, was working. So I was following the Google Maps, and all this road was 
full of the dumplings, All steaming right. dumplings. And it was a very romantic chapter, you know, it was like the steam of the of the dumplings, early morning. early morning, very Chinese, the Chinese music in the background, yeah. the old people walking around. You know, it was it was a very nice uh, beginning of my Chinese uh, adventure. How how much the cityscape and your own, let's say, urban experience is affecting your art creation? Because as an architect, Absolutely. I see a lot of architecture behind there. You you're, know, right. Like, right? You're, you're right. Right. You're yeah. You're, you're right, that's the observation. So, Ecuador is a country that, especially my city, is full of earthquakes. Like, okay. if you want to build a building in my city, you have to follow a lot I mean, of rules. Ecuador is right on a fucking plate, right? Yeah, Ecuador, Ecuador you ha we have a lot of earthquakes. Maybe not like very major earthquakes. But it's like we're in a plate, right? Like it's yeah, we're in a plate. We're in the, in the Andean yeah. plate. Right, the, so it's like one of two tectonic plates that are fucking yeah. in the in up. my city, like uh, yeah, then the, and then. yeah, I know. You know, so like, yeah, I had like uh, I experienced a lot of these shakes all the time, right? And the buildings as well. So you have to build not so tall buildings. So my city is famous for having a limit of uh, floors. How many floors? Right. Height. It's like twenty six or back then. Maybe the technology developed. So, like the last time I was to, I, I went to Ecuador was like huge buildings already, but was a city of small houses, 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 and even buildings was like uh, like uh, like projects and um, uh, residential buildings was like no more than twenty something, you know. So when I come to Shenzhen, yeah, but it's rather normal. I don't think LA has more than twenty buildings. So being over 30 floors high yeah like no, it doesn't. in the center there is like 12 of them yeah but yeah, it's the same it. like sao paulo uh buenos aires what else like big cities in 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 my continent that i visit bogota yeah you don't go more than 20 30 yeah. Yeah. mexico city the first time i landed there man it took me half, a, half an hour from since they announced mexico city and i start to see houses and I keep on seeing houses, houses, houses. Yeah, yeah, and, then yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the airport is on the kind of, no, I think, if I don't remember. But you didn't see any no, big buildings? No, no, no northeastern part of the city. And I was flying from Europe, so I was running from that side. So for <laughs> half an hour, I've seen half of the city. <laughs> so what were you doing in Mexico City? What do you mean? What were you, what were you doing in Mexico? It, it was a trip where in South America I was going for some conferences and stuff. It was, I think, to So it was a layover or you just... Well, I was flying from Paris, uh, but I remember it was like very fucking constant, long, low building pattern of yeah. urbanized area. Yeah, and yeah. and that yeah. is Mexico City. Yeah, is like the extension. We might we might be surprised. That, I mean, Shenzhen. If you look at it, it it's kind of like this i mean if you go from bawan to the end of longan it might take you two hours drive at least yes like Try, going, yeah yeah you yeah. know this is probably half of mexico city mm. oh Just yes mexico mexico but you're talking about one of like what is like one of the but quito is small quito is oh. small compared mexico city is one of the most dense and biggest yeah, yeah. populated cities in the world 
population is in America. But Quito is fucking small. Like, it's I, it's I don't remember small. any fucking. A, I don't remember any big Quito, buildings. Quito, in Quito is a small, but is a. Um, it's in a valley. So Quito is like it's like a, it's a valley city. So they have like the right and left side. There's fucking mountains, and then in the middle there's the the fucking city. Right. Yeah. So then you go up. A lot of the rich people live. I, I can't. Like I know, like a lot of the rich people live on the right side of the mountain. If you're looking at it the right way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, to, like towards the valleys, yeah, and the, the, the hills, you right? Know? Kind of like, yeah. And in the other mountain is like the opposite. Yeah, it's like the it's like nobody's illegal there. construction sometimes. Yeah, all right. Next, like, like dangerous like the places or whatever, you know, like the fucking. Yeah, we don't. So this is something that in Ecuador we have some cities that have this kind of like favela, like like Guayaquil, yeah. but Quito doesn't have. We have places where people will with less resources live there, but we don't have. Um, extreme poverty in right. the city. We don't. Yeah, I never saw it. No. Quito is a. Quito is a. I never saw. I mean, quite nice. I never saw anything. I never saw anything in um, Ecuador that I felt was like poor. Like uh, what age you when when you went there? What what year was it? I would say. Let's say like two thousand and six. Two thousand. All right. Yeah, it was already very cool times. I I born in the in in, in, in like in the, in the nicest uh, times of Ecuador, but I heard that in the eighties yeah, it was a little bit rough, rough, sketchy. But when I went there, man, I was far, like one of the one of the, the 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 best trips I had in my life was going to Ecuador. Uh-huh. And one of the one, and I and I say like the I've not, I've never been to Europe, so I don't I don't know anything about fucking European cities, but like the the most beautiful city. I've ever been to in my entire life was uh, Cuenca. Wow. And also, I think it was like a special time. It was like a, um, it was a festival season. I think it was related to some religious holiday. So there was a lot of like um, street vendors and fucking they were like putting lanterns in the sky and a lot, a lot of like beautiful things happening, right? Have you seen the colorful expression of this? You saw it like it was a colorful Festival or was more no, like it was, it, was, it was more like beautiful and somber, not so much like colorful. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so maybe that it was, was a. It would, it, would, it would have been like a August. August. Ju- July. Speaking August. about colorful, like you, your art is super colorful. Can I share one one thing? Yeah. You, you know well that I'm I'm colorblind, but I'm quite doing well in my business. <laughs> with dealing with colors, right? Colorblind. Yeah. But I know colors. very well how to define them and deal with them, even though I cannot name them. But when I look at your things, I don't have any problem in in seeing... Defining what colors it is? I mean, I, I, I love your palette. Wow, that's amazing. It's like yeah. a... I think that scientifically, I, I could explain uh, why, because like... Um, the the tones you are using in the contrast they are having very different uh, waves of uh, reflection like the yellow and the pinks and the purples that you use so it's very difficult to miss them even though you're colorblind wow uh, but they are very catchy where, where, where does it come from like mm. where is it I mean I, I don't want to say something to me yeah. but for sure, I can see that the yellow and the reds are part of the Ecuador flag, if I'm not wrong. But is it something to do with that? Is it because of well, your first inspiration? Or is, where, is, where does it come from? Yeah, it's a very good question because, yeah, the colors I put there are not by accident. I I did a very 
scientific research of my culture. Okay. And I, I, I brought the colors of the colorful uh, tones of how the uh, Andean women were. Wow. Okay. Okay, this is crazy. Let me introduce you a little bit of my research. Okay. There is a terminology called photocolor or thermal photochrometry. It's thermal a color thermometry. It's like it's like color, uh, temperature, temperature and, temp and electricity, right? Uh, yeah. Because after all, the the wavelength of the colors, as you say, like you can you can distinguish because of the frequency exactly. of the colors, right? You have um, in the music you have also the tones of sounds, right? In the colors you also have um, the waves, and waves the from ultraviolet to infrared. Exactly. In, right, okay. 3,000 years ago, the Andean women realized, and the society back then in the Tangwantin Suyo, they realized that there is, a, there is a power of some colors to reflect more light and absorb more light. Okay. We all know that. They experimented. You were black yeah. in the sunshine, and you feel super hot. When you were black, white. That's why the people in the Arabian countries, they wear these like white tunics to expel the heat of the electricity of the sun. So what I did is they live in a very high place. You have a lot of sun, but it's cold, right? right? So you want to absorb it. So you want to absorb. Uh, and how they do it, they were very dark colors outside, and they, they were layers. The layers inside have more, more and bright colors. So imagine you have this poncho, black, but inside of the poncho is purple. The clothing inside okay. is maybe red. Inside, they have something neon. And the underwear is uh, yellow neon or pink ne neon. Okay. The, the, the socks they wear are like super colorful. But you don't see that at first glance because they cover with darker colors. And that was on purpose to absorb the temperature and right. keep themselves warmer. That's kind of like uh, knowledge, oh. right? So when I saw that, I was like, there is something in the colors I see in, in, the, in, in the culture there, and I wanted to understand the reason. And in the university, I started doing some research on the patterns, the colors, and I didn't like how many artists try to use the symbols and the patterns that you see in their colors, and they use that in their work. I wanted to be more deep, so I choose the colors instead of the symbols. Right. Right? So... That's how I start every time I work on my on my on my paintings, I start with a palette. So I do a sketch and I do my palette. So I check the colors that I want to put together to symbolize this energy from the Andean countries. And the second point is the in the architecture. So you can imagine yeah, they like, ask you in the beginning. Right. You can so see the this is the point where these two things are coming together. As artists, we are ambassadors of the times we are living because 1,000 years after, people right. will refer to, ah, this is how they used to live. Right. This is how the buildings was back then. This is how the people feel, right? This is how we do. So I do believe on that, that artists, we are, uh, we are here for the purpose of um, register the times we're living in. And that's what we do. And also, I bring that from the hip-hop culture. Like, you listen what is happening and you tell them. Right. Without filters, right? So, 
that's what I'm doing with my art. I select the colors of my spirit and I want to paint the gray of the big cities. Because for me, these cities are like cool, moving super fast, growing, but still gray. And I miss the part that Absolutely, I get it. that I that I work, live with, that I grow with. So, in this vision I had, I try to project these buildings as people, and people as buildings, because for me it's the same. Even when you um, dream about buildings, you're actually dreaming about your own growth, right? And people were like buildings, will so grow. Right, so there is a lot of connection for me, uh, semiotically speaking. And uh, when I was living in Ecuador, my perspective of, of the things was, you can imagine my city, as you mentioned, because you were there. You're surrounded by volcanoes. So my vision of the horizon was the size of my city. You can imagine when I was a kid, okay. my universe was that? was that bowl, right? And when I start like going out and I start watching all these, uh, when you go to the beach and when you go to the sea and to all these cities that are like seas of houses, as you mentioned, like Mexico, like Sao Paulo, like Rio, like my, I start changing my perspective and I start thinking on, 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 on how beautiful the expression of people are uh, integrated on these very basic constructions where we live in I have this background of my father is an architect so I always love to build things in terms of like houses and I see that every house is an expression also right you see the houses of Quito are super different from the houses of Bogota and the and the houses on other cities and they reflect they reflect the the personality of the people so that's what, what I wanted to do. I wanted to see what is the personality of the city. And I get fascinated with the craziness of the design of Shenzhen, which is a city that just appeared. Some buildings are like super, like some some are looking like, you know, Saha Hadid buildings. And then you have also like, you don't know who designed the building, maybe the engineer, you know? Right, right, right. And that mix is something fascinated, fascinating the for contrast me. That contrast and, and you have it, right? You have like this super random building. Oh, yeah. And next to this, you have this uh, futuristic building from the year 2000, right? That's what I want to put in my work. And the perspective is very important because when I started working for these corporations, back then in Ecuador, I used to work in a place super nice next to the fields and I see the colors and the ground. And, and when I work, I, I, I can see, uh, you know, the people, the street. But now, in the last 10 years of my career, I sit next to a building where, from the window, everyone looks like an ant, <laughs> right? And my perspective changed a lot. Right. So you can see the isometric perspective on most of my works. Like physical perspective in terms of, like, of scale and, and geometry and proportions. Exactly. Okay. Speaking about, wow. uh, yeah, we're talking like technical drawing. And okay, okay. My perspective is actually how I see the world right now. So when you see these buildings like from above, right. is on purpose, is how I see the world right now from the perspective and the position where I am right now. So right. I, I can see the buildings from, from, from high, right? I, I was working in Oppo, it's like one of the tallest buildings in the city. Mm. 
And when you work there, you really see how beautiful the buildings are from above. And yeah, and this is something I I found. Ah, this is this is artistic. This is so beautiful. Mama, glass is super meaningful because it's not a like it, it, it is not a like a random choice. It's it's like part of your creative baggage, yes. part of your development. Yes. Because like you were just saying, you were working in in, in Oppo. That was your perspective and. Recently, I mean, we can say it, right? I mean, you are uh, like now on your own. You had this great uh, chance, opportunity, time that you've been called uh, the non-name art, art residency, which <laughs> I want to hear something from. As you know, I know very well the situations and stuff. When we talked about it, we didn't know we were talking about that, but uh, the circle is closed. And... Um, now is a super new chapter of your life. How do you see it? How do you feel it? Happened. it? I, well, I think, I, think I, I, I always look for this point where I can be financially uh, stable in a way that I can, I, can, I can stop, live out of my savings, and start looking for my own thing, right? So there are two passions I have right now. One is the design. I, I really love to do it. I, I, I saw how my design became products and became millions of products and units and make millions of people and kids happy around the world. And I love that because I see the purpose of, of my work. So in one hand, I keep my studio, the figure studio, and I'm doing graphic design, consultancy, creative consultancy. So I'm helping also companies to come with creative ideas for campaigns and things like that, coming with the experience I acquire in the in the last uh, years of experience in OPPO. But in the other side, in the other hand, I have this artistic career. And I, I am so happy that here in China, there are so many places where you can really try it, right? So first time I went to Giordano Ranch, I did a residency, super cool. They are also coming here to Nantou. Yeah. I, heard, I, I don't know if it's official, but... Uh, I heard that. It, it, it seems like. It yeah, seems like, right? They're, they're on the way. They're on the way. And yeah, I met them. I'm a friend also of Seed. So I had the chance to be there for right. six months, working, painting, learning from him. And it was like an amazing experience. Second opportunity, I went to TNT in Daffin. And right. yeah, another yeah. another uh, residency. I make good friends. I'm working with them. They are also my clients in the marketing side. So I'm helping them with some campaigns and some arrangements. And uh, during that time, Carlo, the uh, manager of No Name Studio, he posts on some artist uh, groups about if there are some foreigner artists that they want, uh, they, they want to have um, a residency. I was like, I have my portfolio. I have already all this work I sent. And the guy called me like right away. There was a nice connection with, with Carlo. We became very good friends right now. So when I uh, when he called me, he told me like, yeah, this is what we are doing. When I heard that, for me, it was like, this is so solid. They, are, they know how the, the, the art career. Because sometimes people focus more on the business side of the art. Like, ah, we're going to do 10 paintings and we're going to sell and the 50-50, you know, this kind of stuff. And I don't like so much because sometimes they offer you we're going to make this and we're going to sell all in the reality you're you end up like super frustrated right but so they're looking at long term like, exactly what they're doing 
there, man. I mean, it gives me goosebumps. Oh, the, yeah. First of all, they love it, and then they see long term because it's not that they open a place in the center of Shanghai, man. You need to travel one so hour far to away. So an hour, but it's a very but it's, worth. it's a place that I also want to introduce you guys to go whenever you you, you can. Chu Jiajiao is the is a very old town, right? And it became now a creative hub. Many artists from all around China are moving to live there because it's cheap, it's isolated from the craziness of the big cities, and you already have this network of artists living there. So when I went there, my graffiti friends told me, "Ah, oh, you're you're coming here. Let's go for a barbecue." The first the first day I arrived to Chujiajou, I met like 20 artists of the town, and I, <laughs> you know, we start like going out. Meanwhile, my paintings and the and the materials was arriving. I was hanging out with the artist, so I already make like amazing connections and amazing projects with and them. Super inspirations, I guess, also from what yeah. they're and doing. And inspiration. So, as as I told you, my you know my art is very um, in, um, what's the word for that is um, is a work of observation, okay. contemplation of the of the places, and um, when I went there. I, I observed the town, right? It's very exper ex exper uh, experiential, experiential. Okay. Would you say it? So I, I just, I just stay there and I experience the city, the town, the the elements, the architecture, the the flow of the city. You know, I I, I understand and I like this urban happening, and this is what I put putting your my work. creation. Yeah. Yeah. So I choose the number six. Liu, Liu, Liu. Right, I choose the I choose six pieces, circular pieces because the symbolism of circle yeah. in China as universe, them, right? right, as um, as as unities, as planets, as windows of what I was watching. So I draw places I loved, like that symbolizes symbolizes a lot of a lot for me. Like for example, the, the bridge, the bridge connect the place I was living. And the place where all the artists was like uh, Staying, hanging out, right? So that bridge was for me like is the is the connection, you know, like with the artist community, right. Yeah. So I, every piece that I did there was like very symbolic, and was an amazing experience. The 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 residence is amazing. I know. You can imagine. Carlo is an artist, and he's creating a a residency for the artist. So when you arrive there, it's like you have everything that you would love to have. Because he made it like for him. He projected that into into I mean, being an artist himself, uh, yeah. he projected that yes. into making you guys exactly. Uh, and, and 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 he made it is amazing. So you can imagine I had like a huge place with a an amazing hammock hanging in like in the ceiling. I had a studio, the windows, the pantry, the double height space, and uh, that pantry yeah, with yeah, yeah double decker. I have a cinema where I project my work. I was alone there for like a month, right? So, so you were there for a, for a month just making art by yourself? Just, just, just by myself for a month. It's finished. Just making art. You left your wife and your kid? Yeah. Your kid and wife is in Shenzhen? Yeah, because you know what happened? I, I was thinking to bring them with me maybe the last week or something like that. Because I, after all, I needed to, to focus on my work, right? 
But the day I left was the second case of the COVID and, and the city. Yeah, and it was yellow also when we were, uh, yeah, yeah, became yellow, it was it problem. Was like yeah. Shit. yeah, it was like the first uh, lockdown after two years or something, right? Uh, yeah. And I am arriving in Shanghai 6 a.m. and they, uh, they, they, they launched their yellow alert uh, 12. So like my family was like, we're not coming. So I was there by myself for a month cooking, eating, just staying there, going out basically just to buy food, right? But I didn't need it because as we were talking, we have this project, crazy idea. When I paint with that passion, I lose myself into the art and I sometimes I don't even don't feel mean. hungry. I really. know. I know. You know that. You know how it is. So for me, it was like these 30 days happened just like boom, boom, boom. I had maybe two, three chances to go out to, to meet my friends and hang out. And that was it. A lot of friends, couple of friends, uh, like Luciano, like some of my friends, they came to, to see oh, me. Oh, yeah. And they like during yeah, your residency, during the residency, okay. Luciano came and I, I, I was like, bro, this is your house. I'm painting. I'm, I'm in the zone. Do whatever you want to do. Sleep here if you want. And I keep painting. And he's like, bro, I just came to see you painting. That's all, you know? Wow. It was so very cool. cool. And, and, and yeah, a couple of friends came like that. So I still feel the support that my, my, my people came and the place was amazing. The place was awesome. So yeah, I had the opportunity also to, when I was painting there, Desio, which is another mm -hmm. French artist in Shanghai, he was sharing the residency with me. So he was also, he was in the first floor, I was in the third floor, and we was like uh, from time to time hanging out and eating together or having breakfast. So it um, was an amazing experience. It was the experience of the year. Wow. Absolutely. What did you bring back with you to oh. Shenzhen after that? I know it's a very complicated question, but... Yes. No. It, it, because it, it's, a, it's a changing moment, not only for your art, but also for your life. Yeah, when... When I when I went there was an special moment because I quit my my uh, nine to six work. It's a high profile job. job you quit. Uh, let's say let's say it was a very high profile job, right? Uh, demanding and super stressful mm. because this is like an uh, ancient and you can imagine with this speed and you have to headquarters of Oppo. Yeah, creative director of the social media overseas, you know. You have That's to a like position. It's, it's a big position. It was like not it was, something like <laughs> it was not like just like it was a big position. And um, well, thanks to that, I had this chance to decide. You know what? It's time to just fucking do get it the by myself. And and yeah, and I'm going to do painting whenever I want because I'm very respectful with my art inspiration wave. So when I got it, okay. I paint. When not, I keep it. You know, I I don't paint just for like. Uh, we need to yeah, do to 20 do pieces. Of, yeah, yeah, right. No, no I, I'm not this kind of artist. When I get the ideas for the next round of work. Then you got so, it. Bye-bye, George. You don't know where I am. I'm painting. <laughs> <laughs> I disappear. <laughs> That's how I do. And yeah, at my place and my home, I also have my studio. And it's ready. Canvases, paintings, and everything is ready whenever I have this wave of inspiration. When the muse come, come hits, right, you. Talk to you. hits me. So I'm always ready for that. In the meantime, 
uh, I, I opened my company here. So me and my wife, we, we made it. We, we have our own company. We registered it. We did the paperwork. Um, you know, to, as a foreigner, you need a visa. You need to work. Right, so right. We, we covered all that. And um, I went to Shanghai. We did that first. I went to Shanghai. And I work on that. I keep looking for my clients. I was doing my, my graffiti, my, my art. I came back with a very light weight okay. of life. You know, I'm, guys, I'm, what? I don't even know what time is it. And I don't <laughs> care, right? I, I know it's very late. It's like maybe almost midnight. 11. 11. 11. Yeah. And, and I, I'm doing this for the community, for the art. I'm so happy. When, when I was like committed with my work, with my office Always job. Always running after a deadline, that. hours after, yeah, I know. You cannot do that. I was now sitting in my office, maybe planning the campaign or maybe talking with another country because the time zones, right? So I always had this, you remember when I told you I was studying business? Right. I didn't want it, I didn't like it, but it was the time. And I learned things that are you helping me now. You absorb it. And yeah. I absorbed it. I had all these 10 years of office work I like it. I travel around the world. It was really good. I met amazing people. But uh, deep inside of me, I know I, I am an artist. And the design was a path to make this art happen. Maybe Do, uh, Donatello, Rafael, Da Vinci, they had mecenas. They have kings supporting them. I don't. I am my own supporter. So I have to be a designer. And I also love to do my design. And I'm enjoying and, and it's getting well. Is, is doing good and my clients they know that my design work has this uh, artistic Side, touch you know? touch, yes. so that's yeah that's no. what i'm doing you so. can really i mean uh, as i told you of course we are creative people and stuff and uh, but i think your art is very powerful in many different layers it's easy to interpretate to interpret uh, it's, it has an impact in terms of visuals and colors. Like, I, I tell you, if you take the Venere from Botticelli yes. and you open it in Photoshop and you turn it into black and white, you will barely see the, just the face and the body. Yeah. Turn your art in black and white in Photoshop. Yeah. Everything is the same contrast. I tell you, being yeah. a colorblind person, I, yeah. I, 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 I have a that different perspective into, into how I see it. Uh, and then also somehow it's uh, uh, simple to understand in the sense that uh, because it's personal what you are putting into there, there is nothing too complicated where I think everybody can see that you're talking about people and places and, 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 and city and space and geometry. You know, there's no like mm. hidden yeah. meaning like... Uh, so it's very impactful and plus this maybe might be personal but then you can tell me from the business side i can see how also into a, a business level of design uh, that kind of approach in terms of palette shapes and uh, approach and interpretation can be very successful applied to uh, products or to any products right now yeah it's very unique uh, somehow Yet, being uh, you know, uh, 
I say simple in a good way. You know, we are not talking about like a, a Guernica or things that you need uh, to have studied art, like to understand. It's like uh, bold, and and as I said, in a in a in a good thing because uh, especially uh, in the field of design, I think I can speak about it with uh, with a bold heart. Um, you don't need to be complicated to be successful. People, you know, like good design is something that is uh, good design is something that you don't notice sometimes. Yeah, good right. design is something that uh, works without uh, needing you to understand explanation. How. Yeah. So you know, I agree. Uh, with you. I see I, that. I mean, I, I I have to say I'm also fan of these conceptual artists. I like sometimes to go there to to see the, 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 the rhetoric and the, the story behind that. It's right, interesting. Right, right. But me personally, how you understand my background and everything, I am more into, you know, the you see, you side. get what you see, right? Like practical and maybe that's why also my art became commercial and thanks to my commercial approach to, to business, I also exactly. bring it back. Exactly. So what you see in my work is this is what I am. Exactly. You have a very. But, but this is also a practical thing. The fact that you are also have been working and working now into the design field is not happening by chance. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Maurizio Catalan that put a banana with a tape on the wall can be very Instagrammable. But if you don't know about art, uh, about art, very rarely you would understand yes. what that means and why that. Let me say bullshit if you just look at it. It's a banana tape on a wall. Yeah. It's so expensive. But you have to know everything behind from Andy Warhol to all the things that happened in the past 50 years. It is not for everyone. Absolutely. It cannot be commercial. I, an artist like that would never be commercial. Andy Warhol was very commercial. I mean, you can see many uh, music artists, they used and translated his art into the cover of their albums. Yeah, uh, absolutely, pop, yeah. Pop art. That's, at that time, it's probably nobody was combining things to design because design was not at the level of being developed in a way that had a, meth had a method, had a, had a structure for which, uh, even in terms of technology, it was maybe hard to combine art and design in the way we can do it nowadays. Uh, sculpture were done by hands and products were done almost like squared boxes because of technology. Nowadays, that boundary is very much uh, blurred yeah. and uh, I can see how this is going to be a very potentially a successful way of uh, applying your art into market and practical things. I can see it. So I agree. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying it really like out of a, uh, how do you say, positive um, uh, uh, critique yep. and appreciation of it. And if it's happening, it's not by chance. We yep. know. You, you, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened otherwise. You wouldn't be where you are if it was not like that. Right. Thank you. That that was a very nice compliment from where you guys are witness of what is happening in my career in the city. And yeah, you. It was it was it was awesome to 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 listen what you just said about the art and the and the color palette. You're right. That that's what I'm trying to do. 
and let's see what is happening in the next in the next months uh, years you will see there are some projects that i can't say right now yet but some some couple things are coming like my art is going to be part of products uh, there are some products of art coming okay for uh, sure like as a big fan since the day I, I knew about you and the day i met you your 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 artwork as and what you've done has always been a big inspiration for myself mm-hmm. and many artists in the city who see what you do i'm super looking forward to the next chapter of your life from coming t- from the, the streets of uh, ecuador to shenzhen to the to making toys, yeah to getting the big position at oppo to leaving this fucking top company in china to going off in your artist retreat for a month just to fucking paint and smell the texture of the fucking brushes or whatever and i'm positive that no matter what you do in the future you're gonna have a fucking impact on many people's lives in some way mm-hmm. so big Thank respect you. for what you're doing i really appreciate you coming here today and having a being a guest on our podcast mm-hmm. of um, course we're gonna see you soon not only for some casual meetings and stuff but hopefully no, we're gonna lock him like three days Go, go, in, in gonna the, lock you at least uh, in, we will the, find a way to have you in our current corner we have crazy <laughs> ideas because you know what we can do like we could totally lock you in <laughs> and we can and you drop food over we can bring wall. you food over here <laughs> <laughs> and you can like put us like piss piss bottles and shit bags we can talk with uh quite quite easy app right yeah if, if quite yeah. want to spo- sponsor a crazy experiment to we'll keep keep a person alive for three days <laughs> call us <laughs> we have a crazy Plus, we did it on purpose <laughs> in a way that we can live stream it or, yeah you know it's, it's like an aquarium of art yeah, yeah. it's like the big brother of art sometimes. yeah big brother yeah. of art right you want to see me yeah just just come uh no but jokes apart of course we I think we are all in the same line about why we do what we do and how we do what we do. So it's been great not only to discuss what we did, but also to uh, look forward for the next casual steps and happenings. We will wish you all the best of this next chapter in life. Like someone said, once you spread the wings, you can only aim high and worst case scenario, you have been flying. All the other people are there looking at you. So that's one of the best wish I can say on my side. And um, looking forward to have you here next, either behind or after the microphone, either before or behind this wall. Uh, It's been a pleasure and thank you for your time. For those who listen to us, you will find all the info and links in case you don't know all the amazing works of Jorge and Starman Funk so you can follow all the latest updates and for us being here live it's been an honor we'll say hi also to your live followers in here on Instagram for the first time live uh, stream and most likes right you said uh now there are three persons looking at it but But before right yeah but the likes okay so I have have one more question this is totally totally Random fucking bullshit question before we close it off. Right. So I went to Ecuador before. There's a fucking beach town in the middle of the country. 
on the beach. Montañita. Like you go to the beach yeah. and fuck? It's a total beach city. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monta- mo- what's it? Say it again. Montañita. It's like a little mountain in Spanish. But it's a total beach beach town, right? It's yeah. Surf, surf town. It's a surf, it's a surf town. Surf town. Yeah. Boom, that's where I went. It. I, I forgot this fucking name. Beautiful. Yeah. That's where I got fucking bit by a thousand fucking jellyfish. <laughs> when I was surfing Whoa. Yeah. Oh. It was a small one. Like, you told me the story. I don't yeah, remember yeah. it was in Ecuador. Ecuador. Was there. Ecuador. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that, that was like, oh, it's coming from like the, the, <laughs> the fucking, what is it, the, the yeah, Antarctica currents coming up from the, from the south up to the north, the fucking bring all the jellyfish, fucking bite your balls. Boom, stung, one yeah, down and die. Near to death. Yeah. You know, when no, I, no, when no, I was from, like that. It was just when funny. I was from Montañita, there is a, there is an island, you can see the whales okay. dancing and jump, you, you can take boats. And suddenly, in the middle of the nowhere they in the sea, pop up. huge whales yeah. jumping next to you. People just get crazy. You, you, it's crazy. It's hunting crazy. You like Montañita? I, I, I love Montañita. I went to Montañita once. But it's actually, a, it's uh, a okay. crazy city, you know? It's a crazy uh, place. It's, a, it's not even a city. It's fucking small. It's a town. It's a small it's village, a- dude. Yeah, it's a corner of a town. It's yeah, like, it's like yeah. nothing. It's like it's like a, like the whole place. And when we say village, not Chinese no, village. Like, but like, the biggest <laughs> race. Size of Nanto. Honestly, size oh, of, all right. Size of Nanto. What do I remember yeah. about it? Yeah, maybe it's like what's like um, the size of this place, man. It was like fucking like uh, like yeah, three three streets. Like every every block has like f- ten shops. All right, and that's it. But, that's but what they, I ha- they have they have like one of the biggest surf um, events every year. Surfing's good, yeah. So it's like the best surfers of the country, like practice there. The the best waves. Wow. I mean, there, there might have been like the beach town and like the real town, but like I, I, I was just on the beach town. And a lot of foreigners living there. I don't yeah, know now, yeah, but the, back this then. was like, like I said, like like uh, 2005. Yeah, yeah. 2006 maybe. Yeah, you used to go to like the parties and people was like speaking in English, like. Yeah, yeah it was. It was for like, international. Yeah. We always spoke yeah, in English. Well, anyway, it's gonna be part of one one hour steps. Because sooner or later, me and Shady, we're going to do a world tour, as we yeah. promised each other. Shady needs to come to Italy with me. I need to go back to the States with him. And in between, we have to say hi to a lot of people in a lot of places. Let's go to fucking Ecuador together. So, to to Ecuador is going to be a stop, so we're going to make yeah, sure you, we pair it with you. If you do it, let's, let's plan it. I will be your host there. It's going to happen, I tell you. Yeah, we're going to take... Yeah. But we have to we have to, we have to go to a fucking we go to Quito first. This is this is my trip. I don't. This is this is the trip I went to Quito. To fucking Cuenca. Cuenca is the fuck man. Like, if, if I if like if I meet a beautiful girl in Cuenca and she's just live with me for the rest of your life right here in the city, I'm fucking sold, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I'll leave you on the spot. Be like, yeah, right here, man. Honestly, like. Like yeah. I have fucking like dreams, fucking wet dreams of this fucking city, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what. Hit oh man, me, man. I need to see it, bro. But maybe it's nothing to you because you've been to, you grew up all your life in Europe and fucking Italy and it's, it's all like the shit. It's like a European little okay. city. Have this 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 flavor, right? But yeah, also Spanish, okay. Spanish architecture. Spanish right. architecture, but okay. now also it's like they have a big uh, American town because there are many expats. Oh, really? Living yeah. there. It's like the biggest expat community in Ecuador. Oh, okay. But a fucking beautiful oh, city, man. Well, we gotta see them all, man. So, that, anyways, fuck, dude. Right. Not, not to fucking diverge from closing this Bye. podcast. Live from Nanto, Freddy and Shetty. 
And Jorge Starman Star Funk. Starman Funk, dude. It's been a huge pleasure. Likewise. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your time. For all of you following us. We're doing a world tour in 2000. We're do the world tour 2022. <laughs> we are coming to you and coming hot. So be ready. <laughs> and um, yeah, press the fucking button with a heart down here if you like what we are doing. And we'll talk soon. And hopefully you will get also to see practically here in Shenzhen and maybe in our curry corner some of the beautiful work of uh, Jorge Starman Fan. Let's do it. Freddy, Chetty, Jorge, designer. We're out. Out. Boom. Cheers, dude. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Oh.